What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the MCU Reviewed here on the Geekiverse YouTube channel and podcast network. I'm Josiah Leroy. We've got a big one today, ladies and gentlemen. Thanos is coming. There we go. Oh, that's such a good steel book. It's, it's maybe my favorite one ever. It's just, it's pretty. So take a deep breath, guys. We've got a lot of stuff to get to today. I'm Josiah Leroy. With me, my good friend, Mr. Baba Yaga, John Fick. John, are you ready to talk Infinity War? I have quite literally never been more excited to talk about a movie or do any kind of a show or podcast with you ever. Wow. <laughs> oh, I'm, t I'm touched. That's saying a lot, uh, I think. Uh, also, my, my good friend, JT. JT, we're going to be talking a lot about Infinity War here. We're, we are in the end game now, brother. Ah, oh, man. <laughs> oh. Ah, I just wanted to be here so bad. I'm so happy. This was the movie. If, if I could pick one, that when we started this series, uh, this was circled on the list. This was the, all right, we got to get to this point. Granted, every week is fun, but this one, oh boy, this is the big one. Marvel's Avengers Infinity War. I don't even know where to start with it. What I will do, ladies and gentlemen, first of all, is say thank you for tuning in, whether you're listening uh, on any podcast station or uh, at watching the video at thegeekiverse.com or youtube.com slash thegeekiverse. Uh, we want to first of all mention that this episode is presented, as always, by our friends over at 26 Shirts and Fantastic. 26 Shirts, if you don't know, go to 26shirts.com. Check them out. They uh, they made the shirt that I'm wearing here, if you're watching the video version. It's very beautiful. Uh, so that is, uh, it says Game Day. If you're a Green Day fan, it's basically the, the cover of Dookie, but a Buffalo Bills game day with all the shenanigans that goes on. Uh, you can go to 26shirts.com, purchase a shirt, a portion of proceeds go to a family in need, a charity, or an individual. They have raised over $1.1 million in their tenure to date that have gone directly to these families, charities, and individuals. It's quite impressive to see. We always love working with Dell and the crew over there. Uh, again, that's 26shirts.com. Uh, today, we're going to get into the nitty-gritty. We're going to get into the box office numbers, uh, our, remember, our memories from the first time we, we saw the movie in theaters, and how jarring it probably was for most of us. Uh, our impressions, I've got some notes on a little bit of a different format today. And also, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, on the last episode, we had a snap. We're going to reveal the results of that if you were not paying attention on our Twitter Uh JT, if you want to just recap without giving it away, what was the snap? So uh, I think we, we had put um, Black Panther at number six on our review list, and it was right below Guardians of the Galaxy. So I snapped with the hope of getting the vote to put Black Panther above Guardians of the Galaxy. We'll see well, what that was. We'll see. Uh, I'm going to tell you this. It was pretty damn close. So It was, it was, it was you, the closest poll we've done by far. I... Was it right? I, yeah, I did yeah. a lot of can I did a lot of campaigning. It was. <laughs> I was all over Twitter. <laughs> Where, well, yeah, hasn't everything else been a blowout, or am I missing something? Am I misremembering? Um, what else was? I close? gotta look back. I I thought the Guardians two and Spider Man one was close. Ooh, it wasn't this close. So. Okay. No, my right. my original like well, try yeah, but, of a snap. Was, yeah, but that doesn't count. I, yeah. I'm talking real snaps. Yeah. I, I, we didn't I talk was, about that one. My oh, actual snap was blown out. <laughs> so, my previous one. So right, exactly. <laughs> well, maybe I'm just misremembering it because it was close at one point. But regardless, we'll reveal that at the end of the show, along with our new rankings, the officially unofficial Geekiverse rankings uh, of the MCU so far. Oh, it's official. So, There's nothing unofficial about it. It's completely official. 
Sure. It's democratic. Uh, what else do you want? I got nothing. We'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> so, first impressions here, Infinity War. I, I'm going to just give a, a quick one-liner here, and I've said it in our group before. I'm pretty sure I put it in the official review a few years back. Uh, but Infinity War is to the MCU as Empire Strikes Back is to Star Wars. John, I'm going to hand it off to you. Give us a, a quick 101 on your thoughts on Infinity War before we take the deep dive. Yeah, that's a that's a great way to start it. Um, so I'll, just a little bit of a background. When we started this endeavor to do the MCU reviewed, I've been trying my best to not watch any of the films out of order. Now, of course, we've had a few hiatuses, uh, a couple of long ones. I think we, we took like six months off at one point because life happens and we had to rec- recast for Sean. Um, so I, I did so well. But one weekend, probably about four, maybe five months ago this, this, at this point, I did rewatch Infinity War and Endgame back-to-back just because I'd never done that before, and I had to do it. So I, I did it. So I, about four or five months ago, and I will say I watched it again the other night, and it's just the same every time. It is perfect. It is, it is everything I, you could ever expect or want in an MCU film. It is the pinnacle of everything that they have ever attempted. It is all of your characters. It is all of your comedy. It is all of the action. But it's also an incredible, suspenseful film. A really good narrative. And it's told from the perspective of the villain. And the villain's insanely good. It's it's perfect. Um, first of all, everyone has their moment of weakness, John. It's okay that you did those back-to-back. Thank you. Um, I, you know what? I was really good. All throughout that really, really long hiatus we took, I didn't watch it, and I wanted to bad. That in Endgame, it was killing me. Even that one weekend you told me you did it, I didn't. But I must confess, I watched Infinity War, um, I don't know, two weeks ago now, in, in lieu of getting ready for this. The next night I watched Endgame. I cheated. What are you gonna I can't do? wait. What are you going to do? You, just, you mentioned that you watched it back to back. This was not that for me. This was two nights, but I had to do it. Yeah, it you know still what? hits. Yeah. Infinity War, I'm going to re-summarize what you said. Every time I watch it, it's like the first time. The, those moments, the, those jaw-dropping moments that, that you remember in the theater that just absolutely blew you away, they still do it every time. It, it, I don't, I've never rewatched a movie this many times and been able to feel the same way that I felt the first time. It's incredibly impressive. JT, where are you at? Yeah. Um, just to double, double down on that. Like I, I, I don't know how I get... Like I'm shocked at certain points throughout the movie still. I'm like, <gasps> like I, I, I watched this. I, I probably watched it more than you guys. I joined, obviously, I joined a review a little after you guys started, way after you guys started, actually. So I probably watched it much more than you guys have, uh, you know, during the initial endeavor to do this. But uh, every time I do, I continue to watch it. Now, I didn't cheat with watching Endgame. I, I, now, I wanted to bad, really, really bad. I did watch it for anywhere twice. I watched it uh, twice within three days. Um, but uh, masterpiece. Yeah. I'm going to give it one word. I Just have a, a fun little sequitur on this. Uh, so I watched Infinity War um, two weeks ago because we were supposed to record last week, but that didn't happen. But we, I wanted to watch it a second time anyway, so I'm glad we did. I got a new phone, the, the new iPhone 13 Pro Max, and I watched the entire movie on my phone. I didn't even plan it. I'm like, oh, I want to test out this new screen. I downloaded the 4K HDR version, sat down, watched it. I'm like, yo, this like legitimately looks as good, if not better, than my 55-inch OLED because it is an OLED display, and it's awesome. And I watched the whole movie on my phone. It was fun. Hashtag not an ad for uh, Apple. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I... This movie, man, 
And um, I echo that too. I feel like a lot of these, um, sus- whether it's sus- suspenseful moments or uh, the hooks that, that get you left and right, like all of it just, it never gets old, never gets old. I, even though I had the faith in Kevin Feige and the Russos and this incredible culmination of staffs across different superhero movies that came together to form this crew, um, I still kind of can't believe that they pulled it off this well. I know. Like, even just I don't want to say that was one in a, a fourteen million shot, but damn, that was that was not an easy task. No, and then just think about the film itself, and like you, there's so many characters and so many big characters that have big personalities and they're very intricate, and just to be able to make it work so well with so many different storylines, like they, they they did such a good job at just putting the right people up and telling those little stories, and then just making it all come together. Even with that, when they did split those characters up, like, I mean, to put, for example, like Doctor Strange and Iron Man together, like Benedict Cumberbatch and and, uh, RDJ. and Robert Downey, like the two, one of the two, arguably the best actors that we know, right? Leo DiCaprio is one of them for me, too. But um, to put them on the same screen, like, I think, the, and I'll throw this out there real quick, uh, Benedict had an interview, um, I don't know if it was a while back or recently or whatever it was, but they, he was talking when they had that little scene uh, in the Sanctum Sanctorum. And um, I think he was like uh, something about calling him a douchebag. That was all off the off the top of the head. That wasn't oh, yeah. a line at all. Apparently, Benedict did that, just said that himself. And like just little things like that that you look at after the fact. Obviously, you just like holy crap. Um, but it just man, they're they're they just did it so well. They they put everybody perfectly together, and they they worked so well together for not having worked together before that. Well, they burned they together. <laughs> they they understood chemistry, and that was not an easy thing to 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 do with all the segments of characters and little pockets that kind of split off on their own missions. It's kind of amazing how well it worked. Uh, right. But let's talk box office. So uh, $2.048 billion. Oh boy. Yeah. That's, that's a hefty number. Um, a measly budget of $316 million. I think they did pretty well. Uh, the, the movie came out uh, April 23rd, 2018 the first movie at the time or the fastest movie to gross a billion and the fastest to gross one and a half. And of course the highest grossing film in general of 2018, uh, let alone one of the highest of all time. So uh, yeah, it was no slouch. That's for sure. It's funny because we look at some of the other uh, movies that came out in the MCU close to this or around it. And they're, they're at a billion dollars or close to it. And those are huge milestones, but yeah, infinity war, Whole different level. $2 billion. Can't wait to talk about Endgame. Cannot wait. We're going to get into to more specifics on that uh, when we get to that episode. In a moment here, we're going to queue up the trailer. I don't know that I remember any trailer better than I remember this one for so many reasons. Uh, but what do we talk about? Because um, I know we're going to tear into this a little bit too. Just our, our first viewings. And on top of that, how many times did you see this in theaters? We've all watched it a lot off, you know, at home and on, on John's phone. Apparently, all these things <laughs> in theaters. How many times did you see it? What do you What do you recall about your your first viewing, John? Why don't we go to you first? Man, uh, this is the movie that topped The Dark Knight for the most times I've seen a movie in theaters. So I saw The Dark Knight five times. I saw wow. this six times. So the, I, I saw Infinity War six times in theaters. Um. Yeah, I mean, it just the first feeling was 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 everything. I mean, it's everything we've talked about. It's your it's your the hype that's led up to it. It's you're there with your group of friends. We had everybody. We had two roles sold sold out. Like it was, it was it was 
like I said about the movie, the pinnacle of the MCU experience. It, it, the, the, I've never been more hyped for a movie in my life. I mean, I think maybe episode seven could rival that, but we're, we're, we're close there. We're close. But yeah, I mean, it's what else can I say? JT, how about you? For uh, just I'm still shocked. I, I know, like, I don't know if anybody who watches the show uh, knows how much John loves The Dark Knight. I, I didn't know that that was the case that you watch this more than The Dark Knight. It's crazy. Yep. Uh, so for me, I do remember watching with you know my crew at the time it was just my brothers and and my fiance at the time, wife now. Um, I remember watching the eleven o'clock show the next day, the after opening night. So I never did midnights back then. Um, for the most part, uh, I honestly was just nervous <laughs> like i i didn't know what was gonna, i kind of knew what was going to happen because i knew a little bit of like the infinity saga and what kind of entails with it uh but at the same time uh like i they blew me out the water like the whole experience was great the ending was insane my wife even gassed at, and she didn't even know what the heck was going on for the most part because she just like certain movies in the mcu and uh, i mean i just remember the 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 pure quietness in the theater after the snap the, just like the gas dude like <laughs> the, i mean i just remember everything happening right so even when thor came and, and blasted in to help out everyone in wakanda you know everybody screamed and then you know just to, literally everybody walked out like it was an actual funeral right oh yeah it was it was very somber it was very somber oh, you talk, the, talk the, about that peter oh no, no, my God. specifically with with peter going I right mean, of course I, I, i'm like I go, I go, that's the first thing I did. And everybody's right. just like almost holding hands with each other because they just and, don't know what to do or say. And it right? didn't matter that we knew he was coming back because we knew he out signed on for two more films. Not to mention the fact that right. we knew that part, you know, we knew that Infinity War Part 2 was coming. We, of course, right. we knew nothing was probably final, but they set it up so well for those stakes to matter in the universe and in the world. And it, with those characters that we just watched 23 films about. So like, it, even though we knew that, okay, in next year, we're going to get this resolved, but it, it was still devastating. Like it, it, Dude, the fact how, I have goosebumps now. So thinking about it here right now, think <laughs> like, about, so this, this was my face exactly uh, as, as the movie ended. Yeah. I, like there was nothing happening. You could hear a pin drop in the theater. Dread filled the air. You're just sitting with yourself. It, John, what a point there. So we all knew part two was coming, which was eventually Endgame. We are not naive enough, right, to know that death is is ever permanent in these movies. But think about all the theories and the interviews that the Russos had to do. Hey, did so-and-so survive the snap? Like these secondary Marvel characters. And the the task I'm getting at is, people knew this was happening, that uh, this part two was happening, that we were going to see these characters again in their own movies or on the big screen in the next Avengers. But it still hit home hard as hell. It was unbelievable. I've never experienced anything like that. You've, you know, there's certain sagas and franchises, you've lost your favorite characters and it's very emotional and touching. And we knew deep down we didn't see the end of these characters and this was still brutal. How did they do that? That's quite, it's unbelievable. It's just such good world building, such good world building. Yeah. And just, in a, almost a short period of time, because yes, there was a, a, there was 18 movies prior to this, but a lot of this came together in a short span. And this movie is not super long. It's two hours, 20 minutes. I want to say, uh, there's a lot that happens. 
without ever feeling rushed or shortchanged. And I've never seen development like we saw in that. JT, I know you're going to say something there. No, yeah, you're good. Just the, the total build up to that moment. Like, I think it's just everything that culminated. We, I feel like a lot of us fell more in love with the characters as the movie went along. And then they all just died in front of us. <laughs> like, right. it was it was the perfect, you know, bring us up here to bring us right down here and not know what's going on. Right. And even like, normally I get excited with post-credit scenes, right? So we see the beeper and we're all, nobody got excited. Like no people just sat there and stared. Like okay, what the what what's what? Where was she when when this all happened? Like nobody cared at all. Like I heard little people literally say that. I said it. So uh, just God, it was just masterful. Do you ever see a movie like this, which is clearly fiction, right? Like it, it it's rooted in fiction. It's it's not like based on anything real life. But you see a movie like this, and it hits you so hard that a little bit it affects you in the real world. And I'm not saying much later. Right like I'm, no. I'm just saying, you know, you don't like even depressed have, after this. You don't you know? have to tiptoe around that because, like, even, yeah, this movie for sure. But even something like uh, games, like the, the Last of Us Part Two, messed me up for a few days. That's a game where, like, I was legitimately, I, I, I was in a, I was in a headspace because of that. So absolutely, that 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 certainly can happen. Like this is a weird thing to say, but it is what it is. I remember later that summer, walking around the block. Uh, at my house, I was walking my dog, and it was a sunny day. But it, for whatever reason, it was really windy. So I'm in Chictawaga, suburban Buffalo. If you're not familiar, and like I would hear planes, like low flying planes, go over from time to time. Super, super weird. But I was like, oh my gosh! For some reason, like I'm picturing some of those spaceships arriving in New York City for the first time. Dude, I, I knew that it was totally fake and not happening. But for some reason, like. Stuff was triggering my, in my mind, and I kind of was like looking like this, like, what's going on? Why is it this windy? Why is stuff going on? And I picture that sequence when uh, Tony Stark comes around the corner for, as he goes outside for the first time early in the movie in New York City and sees the spaceship there right before the, Doctor Strange comes out and freezes it. And I, I don't know. Like, weird, no, right? That, that, that's crazy. And this, this episode is going to be just a ton of tangents because there's so much to talk about. So I'm just diving right into that scene just because it's here now. That was one of those scenes that, like, it w it was so tone setting, and the film had already opened up with just an, a, a perfect tone setter in Thanos arriving with the Asgardians and the opening crawl having no music and hearing Ebony Maw give his little like, you know, hear thee and rejoice, just perfect, perfect tone setting. And then you get a little bit of a comedy with the with um, Tony and with uh, Doctor Strange, you know, a couple of quips that once they go outside, you get right back to that tone in. I don't know why it's so different because we had we had similar visuals and in, 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 in a sim similar situation in the first Avengers movie when New York was under attack, right? And we talked about how that was kind of like, wow, the, the, the stakes feel real. It never felt devastating like this did. When they're walking out, the concern on Tony's face, the concern on Doctor Strange's face, the, the low camera angle, the shaky cam, they're down on the streets. It was so, so well done. And it's just one of those things where it's like, this is off-putting. Like, I, I feel like something can go wrong. And that's like a theme throughout this whole movie. They set that up right at the beginning when they kill off Loki and Heimdall. Anybody can go. I, I legitimately felt throughout the entire film, anybody could be around the next corner could be gone. I would not have been surprised totally it if we had lost one of the the I say the main Avengers. Right. Would not have, have been surprised. And I think even people had, you know, including myself, made predictions throughout who's going? Is it Cap or Tony Cap or Tony make right. this movie? Right? Like that's it. And then um John, that's a really good sentiment too. 
slight elements, slight elements of horror with with how intense that was to say, oh my gosh, like what is happening right now? And it, I think it's the way in which that film or that uh, sequence was executed because people are screaming and running and it's just the the almost like the hum of that spaceship combined with the wind that it was projecting was really, really intense. Um, even like the girl that flies by Tony that he has to like help up really quick. Stuff like that really puts you in the scene. And I, I like that's a Russo Brothers thing to me. Like that, that's oh, yeah, really that's brilliant. All, that's all direction. That's all direction. Um, I, man, I, I have goosebumps again. It's, it's Dude. incredible. Like, I, I think ah. this episode is going to be a little bit more unique than some of our other ones. We've got our structure in place, but, um, I, so spoilers, I did not take notes when I watched this. We know that, you know, I always have just way too many notes and bullet points. I, what I did was instead earlier today, I just reflected on some things I wanted to talk about, which. I'm sure we'll get to, but I, I wanted to watch this without going to my phone every five minutes. I wanted to really give this my focus and get into it and really get in the atmosphere of things, which is easy to do in this movie as it is Endgame. But my goodness, I mean, that sequence sets the tone. And then I, I think what really makes this movie special, there's so many reasons, right? But one reason is, I think about Empire Strikes Back and Star Wars. I'm going to keep tying it back to that. It feels like there's no chance the Rebels are winning that that fight. They are effed, right? The Empire's coming. They're going to get them. Luke's going down a crazy path. Han Solo's in Carbonite at the end of the movie. Our heroes are all over the place. They're spread out. They've got to come up with a crazy plan to save each other and then defeat the Empire. There's a lot of that here. Our heroes are scattered, right? They're all over the place. It feels unwinnable, even though we have all these ridiculous superheroes all getting together. But they did a good job of establishing Thanos and his crew is apocalyptic, universe-ending. That dread was there throughout the whole movie. And that intensity is really a big reason why this was successful. I do want to speak to that because I, I, I love the comparison. It makes a lot of sense. But the reason I feel like this was almost more impactful or more devastating than Empire is because this is the pinnacle. This, this is, this, we, we've already had the 18 whatever movies of buildup to the final fight. They've lost, they are, they have lost the final fight. So like, I, I think that Empire, you, you you get all that character development and it's the arc and all of a sudden okay they don't win it there's one more film that's going to happen we had 18 movies of that development there's no character development in this film the only character that gets developed is thanos that's it everybody else all of the character development relies on the previous films that we watched before that thor is the same character that we left him off as in ragnarok Captain's and in the in the exact same spot that they were at the end of civil war nothing has changed with these characters we got all of that background in their in the previous films this is just the climax and to have two and a half hours of a climax where they lose just doesn't make sense it, it like it's unheard of but it's it's so good <laughs> it it's truly unprecedented it's it's remarkable it's everything we could possibly say to describe we, it. we haven't watched the trailer I, yet we did we did i uh, just uh just to bring that back we still want to do that just a heads up yeah what well why don't we you want to jump into that now yeah, we can do that. Yeah, we, we like I said, we're gonna get in tangents in this because we we just have so much fun with this movie. Obviously, we all like it quite a bit, so we're just gonna start talking about our favorite scenes. So expect that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got I got it ready. You guys both have it ready. Good to go. Cool. Go ahead and play it. There was an idea. 
to bring together a group of remarkable people. To see if we could become something more. So when they needed us, we could fight the battles. That they never could. Fences and get this man a shield. Fun isn't something one considers when balancing the universe. But this <laughs> does put a smile on my face. I think of when I see this movie is how hyped I was and just all of the con or this trailer I should say uh all the conversations and the YouTube videos I was watching and the group chats and reddit threads and just how hyped I was because of all this because of the trailer and all, all of the all of the information leading up to this man wh what a time what a what a year to just like get excited for this movie and what a trailer to start that all off that trailer is perfect I'm gonna yeah. say it right now there's nothing left to be desired. Uh, I even love that they split that lineup between the Avengers um, that Nick Fury originally says. Yeah. Man. And then I think about also, so that was the first one. I remember the second trailer just about as well. But if, if we talk about this one, what a great thing to lead off with. Oh, hey, all this intensity. Did you forget we're bringing in the Guardians of the Galaxy too? I love that. Right. And then... In the second trailer, I love that it's really positioned more around Thanos again, uh, being the guy. And Gamora talks about the plan. And right. Oh man, I could just go on and on. JT, what? Tell me, hit me about the trailer. What are your thoughts? It, it's so looking back at it now, it, it makes sense, right? Like the the movie itself, and something I think John and I talked about way back when the movie came out. This is a Thanos story. Like Infinity War is a Thanos story. There is there is no other development but for Thanos and some Gamora, you know, for her past. Sure. But overall, this was the villain doing what he's been. They told us he was setting up to do for eighteen movies, and succeeding. 
Like right. this, th that's what it was, and that's what made it so great. And and I didn't need, you know, development with all the other characters we we've grown to watch because we had it with those eighteen movies. We didn't. They need did that. it, and and they still showed us everything we needed to see, right? Like we still loved the characters more, and then we lost them. It's like, easy it, to say this now because we've seen it and it's never been done before. But that's the only way you can do something like this. You you tell yeah. the story from the perspective of their common enemy. I mean, there's there's. Yeah. I can't even I can't even count how many heroes and like very strong developed characters are in this movie. He, he, there's no way to follow one single group of them or even just one of them. It's got to come from Thanos, and and it did, and it, and it worked. God, it just it spoke to the tone. It's the, the trailer. Just obviously, it just got me hyped. Just to answer the question, when I saw it, I couldn't stop watching it. I watched it probably fifty times. <laughs> so I just, man, I. I God, uh, can we just can we just watch it again live with people? Like, yeah. I'm, I'll sit here. Do a rewatch. <laughs> can we just like throw it on the screen John, and just watch? Every it's time so I watch fun. the freaking trailer, I want to watch it again. I can't stop watching it. We There's should do a group movies. Yeah, would, that'd be fun. Love that. There's two movies, and the other one you guys are gonna laugh. There's two movies in my life that I can watch nonstop over and over and over again. Venom. One is in <laughs> <laughs> one is Infinity War, of course. And the other's four brothers. Don't ask why. Don't ask how. But it just, don't ask I, why. I, don't that I, I knew the answer to that question. I think I've heard you say it's your favorite movie. I, before, I just knew you were going to say that. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It's just they have nothing to do with uh, no relevance in terms of quality. <laughs> Obviously, Infinity War supersedes it like crazy. But it, it's one of those movies. I can watch it again and again and again. I, I starting off right away, uh, uh, like you said on 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 the Asgardian ship. Like the the pure dread. I knew people were gonna die right then and there. I mean, like, come on, they're already like, dead. The he, they start, he already wiped out half of them. Yeah, right, well, exactly, half are already dead, and half, honestly, and something I thought right away, like af, right after the movie, because you know Thanos' whole thing was half the universe gone or half the, half the population gone, right? Mm -hmm. I after I'm like, wait, did he let half the Asgardians leave? Right. Did he kill half and say the rest of you can hop on the ship and go? Oh, there's like, a line. There's I, a line in the movie that. There's a line that says that. Oh, did they? Did they I don't remember Thor, that. Thor remember says. That. Thor it's says something. Yes, Thor says he murdered half my people or something like that. Yeah, oh, they they, okay, they okay, confirm okay. that in the. Yeah, it, it is subtle. You're right, but yeah, they, they do say right. that. Oh my god! Like it is. It is half evil. Yeah. Right, and I love it. Right, <laughs> right. Except I, on I, except on Valir, half doesn't matter because I want nobody else to have a a, a gauntlet. I guess. I guess that's the only time half doesn't apply. Speaks, speaks to his ultimatum, though. But, How right. convenient! We're just right. doing whatever we want. You know, I, I'm yeah. sure. He, I'm sure he killed like 500 people there, and the next planet he went to, he did half minus 500. He balanced it. I'm sure. I'm sure he figured it out. Well, he's he's not a lunatic. He's gonna exactly. be fair about it. You know, he's got principle. Uh, Honestly, I would love for uh, the next Thor. Just a random note, but um, to to explore like the PTSD for the people that that were able to escape. Like I would love, sure. Some, like not not too much, just some, no, right? Just, I mean, you get these people that are affected by it. Well, you don't get that, but you get a peek into the new life of the Asgardians in Endgame, and you get right. that you know they live on yeah. Earth in this little you know little water town. But that yeah. got, and you I'm, get I'm very sure. intense PTSD from Thor, obviously throughout oh, Endgame. Well, you know we'll, that for sure. We'll talk about that. Uh, yeah, we will. I, uh, go ahead, John. I have a I have a fun uh, almost segment that we've never done before because it's never been warranted. But I think I I want to talk about it. So we do favorite moment, favorite non titular character. This movie. What was your favorite entrance? What was your favorite character reveal coming in? Did you do you have that? 
Get out of my head right now. Are you serious? Wow. You got that? I love yeah, you we're guys. always on the same page. <laughs> That's so funny. We're always on the same page. Yeah. Except when it comes to Last of Us versus Ghost of Tsushima. Just well, that's that's fine. Kidding. I wanted to throw that in there. I know you, that that was yeah. a me and John riff you wanted to ignite, but that's fine. Um, but yeah, I mean that, that I, every time I think every time I watch this movie, I think of like, oh my god, it's so fun when X, Y, or Z gets introduced, or it's so badass the first time we see X, Y, or Z. Like that, that I think we should talk about that. Uh, anybody have one they want to start with? Joe, you've written it down, so you want to start? I could go anywhere with it. Uh, I love how it was like going to see a musical and seeing well-known characters pop on stage for their number for the first time. Yes. It was just hit after hit after hit. I love Spider-Man's. Uh, I love Peter Parker's. Those are almost two different things, if, if you know what I'm saying, on the bus versus when we see him swing into action. Um, for me, I'm going to go with Cap. Cap's was great. It's, it's I, Goosebumps again. Uh, for the folks at home, that is 10 times now, if you're keeping track. So I... Um, when I think about that moment, it feels not totally unwinnable that Wanda and Vision, I have a hard time not saying WandaVision now, but that Wanda and Vision, uh, it doesn't feel like they're, they're quite going to win that battle. They don't feel like they're going to just roll over either. But then Cap shows up. Yeah. And that is like, okay, now we're not screwing around here. Guy means business. I mean, look at his beard. Am I right? Uh, that moment, though, in the theater, I always think about the theater experience with these movies, and it got silent. We saw the silhouette. Train. Everyone just erupted. Whew. Yeah, the music. It was, it was it, on top of it. Felt, uh, yes, you're you're totally right. The music. Oh, that was beautiful. Uh, but seeing Black Widow and Falcon, uh, that how they just it it could that could have been so cheesy, but it was amazing. Just the way they're like. I got you. And then the other one runs the other way. Yeah. It, oh, it's man. a great, it's a great reveal. And when you think about it in the context of where they left off after civil war to see them on the run together and, and to see them still sticking together, Natasha looking way, way different fit, uh, visually, like with her hair being blonde, short and everything like that. And yeah, the, the reveal of Steve just standing behind that train coming through the slow play Avengers music was, I don't even think it was his theme. I think it was the Avengers theme just like super, super slowed down. What well, that could be wrong, but it was really good. Um, it was. It was. It was. Um, to my knowledge, from the original Avengers. That's what yeah, I thought it was. It was yep. Mine. Uh, oh, my favorite entrance. My favorite. You know, introduction has got to be the Guardians. It's just you. You. The the movie starts off in these in these two set pieces. These two somber set pieces. That the tone is set. And then all of a sudden, we forget the Guardians. I forgot the Guardians would be in this movie. I'm, I'm ready to cry already. Like, I'm not thinking about laughing at all. And all of a sudden, you hear, you hear the music. And you see... And it's not even a planet. It's just space. It's so, yeah. so good. And, and, you, and you've got Gamora rocking, rocking along with Peter. So you can kind of see the development there. You got, you got Teenage Groot for the first time playing his video game. And obviously, they're heading towards the Guardians. And, or uh, heading towards the Asgardians to, to meet up with Thor for the first time. Which is... Also very excellent, but their their introduction is my favorite in this movie. Every time we cut from New York to the Guardians, from the Sanctum Santorum to the Guardians, it's just so much fun. Well, John, we just talked about that, right? How intense and brutally dreadful that scene was. And then we basically cut to that yeah. afterwards. And it was just the moment everyone needed to take a break. Uh, I mean, it quickly turned dark again a few moments later. Sure. But I... Don't you love that that song? They could have gone for the low hanging fruit, 
and played anything from either of the awesome mixes. But they didn't. And you still knew it was the Guardians immediately. Just because 100%. it was it was their flavor. It's the, it's, it's the bass touch. and the drums. And it's like, okay, Guardians, space, we're there. In. I, people laughed in our theater as soon as they saw space. It was like... <laughs> it was Everybody just, cheered, yeah. Cheer. Everyone just cheered in mine. Oh, it was so beautiful. I love it. John, you gotta... We gotta get to JT's answer here. But I gotta say, I, I need more of this. This is wonderful. Yeah. Keep 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 doing this on the on the show. Love it. Love it. JT. I, uh, everybody. Yeah. Everybody. <laughs> uh, yeah, Thor on the windshield. That's great. Thanos. Dread it, run from it. Come on, man. I mean, when he said that, I'm like, oh, he's gonna F y'all up. It's over. Go. Just right? go. That. <laughs> Just go. I, I don't know how like, many times I can talk on. about setting the tone, but yeah, like to have him walk out after his his come minions on. do the dirty work or say that you know give him a little entrance and have that little soliloquy. Yeah, that's good, man. That's show a good how pick. much of a king he is, and then and then Loki thinks Hulk can do something. No, he's gonna jujitsu your butt and 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 be as Hulky as you are. Like that. Come on. God, I love this movie. Dude. He I takes can't. Hulk in hand-to-hand combat. He's like, "Oh, you're you're a big Hulk, but like, you know, I, I I'm just gonna beat you." I up, am so. too, and I'm better at fighting. <laughs> so, yeah. like, it's just it's. Is there yeah. no better way to Thanos. establish Thanos as the guy right away than to right. have that oh. fight? Where like, oh my gosh, the Hulk is beating this guy up. Oh no, no, he's not. Oh, right. Oh my gosh, the Hulk is getting his ass kicked now. I mean, establishes uh, what you would argue the top three strongest characters in the MCU is Scarlet, Thor, Hulk. Right, two of which got their butts beat by the in the Asgardian ship right away. Without right away. So without guys, without stones, without stones. I mean, he had so we, been right away. It. it shows how strong the the. I can't remember the. Is it his children? Thanos' children. He calls them right. Yeah, the children um, of Thanos. The children of Thanos. Right. They all destroy everyone, and then uh, Thanos himself just just kills everyone. It's just, right. it's just. How much do you love that Loki says we uh, have a Hulk? Awesome. Oh, I love it. What a good callback. Just Love absolutely it. brilliant. I yeah, mean, that's really good. my gosh, we can we cannot gush about this movie possibly anymore. Well, yes, we I can. Stand corrected because we're about to. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I know we want to get into some of those things there. Uh, if you guys are cool with that, I kind of want to. I want to take things out of order a little bit. Uh, that's I think totally this fine. is the episode to do it. Um, as I mentioned before, I I wrote down notes reflecting on the movie as opposed to while I was watching it. So I think a lot of this will be good to guide us throughout the rest of our, our typical show here for some of the, the facets we talk about. Um, right where, it, you know, this taking place right where Ragnarok left off, super intense. We talked about the opening um, Marvel crawl and hearing the, the Asgardians call for help on the radio is um, sobering. And then to see that the Guardians of the Galaxy were going there afterwards, you know, about 10, 15, 20 minutes later in the movie uh, is a nice little tie-in to, to all of that. I want to talk about Josh Brolin for a minute here, as much as we've talked about Thanos. Uh, I constantly criticize DC for their lack of character development. And one of my counterpoints to that, or I guess my point to strengthen that argument, if you will, is that they they rushed a movie like Justice League. I felt like we didn't really care about these characters or BVS. We didn't care about these characters enough to, to give a crap that they were teaming up. I kind of argue that Marvel was, you know, let's say they heard that sentiment and they were like, yeah, 
we don't need all these movies to make this villain absolutely this crazy detailed character with so many layers. Thanos. Uh, going into this movie, I was like, yeah, Thanos is going to be cool, but like, we had nothing. We had these like little sequences here and there that were like almost hints. We got a little bit of him in the Guardians. We got these these post credit scenes from time to time. So I was I was a little skeptical, as awesome as I was hooked on these trailers going into it, but I was blown away at the level of presence that Josh Brolin brought to this character. And we talked about um the viewpoint that this is Thanos's journey. What a crazy, crazy twist on a movie with all these superheroes that we've grown to love in the last 18 movies, but we're now going to go down the journey of what it is to be Thanos and then right. to see how the and, movie ends. And you just yeah. answered your own question. You, you, you just, you, you just get, you just gave the blueprint. That's how you take a character that we didn't know much about. We knew, you know, we were excited because we love all these movies and that's the next big bad. And like, sure, it's going to be good. That's how you make it work. You make the movie from his viewpoint. You you make it. it it's it's from his perspective in, in in all regards. It's from his perspective. So that's that's why a Steppenwolf doesn't work. Not, not only do the 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 heroes fighting Steppenwolf not work, but obviously he's not going to work. You know, we we didn't see much of of Thanos beforehand, but this movie is told from his his perspective. So we get more background and more development for Thanos than we do any other character because it's not needed. It's I think bro- it's it's so rare to see that to see the fat trimmed because i feel like again we talked about um not having like a full true origin story for a black panther or a spider-man because we didn't need it we didn't need to go down those paths and we didn't need to do it again this time even though throughout the story we got a lot of background right we got flashbacks to thanos and young gamora or reasons of why thanos did what he did there's these moments where there's action and then they surround these quieter moments with Thanos where he's talking to Dr. Strange about his planet, right? He's talking about how um, he massacred half the place. Now the kids that are alive essentially know nothing but full bellies and clear skies. So, okay, there, there's a tick for, for what he's doing. Um, we see the, I mentioned the flashback with Gamora. He explains his philosophy to her in that with the, the little switchblade. There's a lot of that that is just so carefully calculated. But I, I think sometimes almost enough credit doesn't go to a guy like, like Josh, Josh Brolin. Brolin. Yes. And and I want to double down double down on the Thanos and Brolin talk right now. And I'm gonna say it in the, just because of this movie alone and yet definitely supported by Endgame as well. Thanos belongs on the Mount Rushmore of movie villains or just villains, period. I, I think you've got and, I, and I'm talking about specific portrayals. I'm not talking about Thanos blanket. Like the the Joker's a big one. I'm talking about specific portrayals. Like my top three would be Darth Vader, uh, Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger's Joker, and Josh Brolin's Thanos. Like those are the three most iconic villains, and he did it in one movie. John, if you were just right now to be like Josiah, you have to answer this question. If you get it right, you get a million dollars. I'd be a millionaire right now because I right. would have come up with those three. Agreeing with them, by the way. Right. And I know Mount <laughs> Rushmore saying. has four people, and I just don't know who else would be fit in that conversation. Those three are, like, you know, far and away the best to me. Maybe Steppenwolf. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> Stop right up. I, I love all of that so much. I think that's, that's brilliant. JT, I mean, do you want to talk about Josh Brolin a little bit here? I, I, I mean, what a kind of casting. 
You know what I mean? I, I, like I, I look wise, things like that. People said, "Oh, he's just a perfect fit because he's going to fit well with the CGI and things like that." Uh, at first, and I was I was excited about it, but I knew how great of an actor he was. I knew he'd have an impact, and you needed someone with a good stature with the with the with the cast you had, and and the way they kind of focused the movie made it easier for Thanos to be kind of the highlight or which was intended obviously but um he just i mean he he just killed the role <laughs> there's, there's nothing else to say about it i mean he was phenomenal i have a question phenomenal thanos is a character and just brawling himself absolutely um is thanos the best looking cgi character to date is there a better representation of a of a main character that has so much screen time that looks better that's full cgi because I don't think there is. I I would say tied, if not better than, but I would throw Gollum in the mix for Lord of the Rings. I love it. That's a well-known character to me. The technology's there, but I think I think it shows. The, I think the age shows a little bit. It, I, I think it's right in the conversation, but I think yeah, I, I, it, I, Thanos just always impresses me. The detail, the wrinkles, the follicles of hair on his head. Like he shaves his head. He's not just naturally bald. There's literally hair on his head. Like that kind of stuff. The the next level detail is super super impressive. But yeah, Gollum's a good one too. Also, Steppenwolf. Um, and the, se- the um, second version, right? Yes. So. I yeah, I think you're right on that. I think I think it's him. Um I think about the, the probably the most intense moment is when they their the Avengers are about to win their their master plan, right? Peter Quill's master plan. Ugh. Seeing his uh, emotion and up close and personal. Ooh, they, I'm like, oh, get away from him. Like I, I don't like how close you are to him. That right. that maybe speaks to how good the detail is. Yeah, I think that's the best way to put it. And it's uh, funny because he might be the best, but also in this movie might be the worst CGI character ever in Proxima Midnight. Wow, that was bad. I thought that like legitimately always stands out to me as very bad CGI. I don't know why they didn't do something different because that doesn't look that good to me. That looks like like early, late 2000s video game character is the way I see Proxima Midnight. Looks like Steppenwolf. <laughs> so- yeah, you're right. You're right. She does. I'm not kidding when I, I think Maul was pretty good. Maul was um, great. The, the rest, rest were great. Children of Thanos or Little Hit or Miss. And I think it was, uh, I remember watching that and just being like, you know, we'd be crapping on this if this were DC right now. Right. It's <laughs> worth noting. Here's the thing. All, it is worth noting. Not enough to detract, but all of the, the time and energy and budget as it should have been and the detail went <laughs> right. into the characters that really mattered. For sure, um, and if we're and all right, the, since, the space dogs, as I call them, they they were crap too. But that's fine. They didn't. Yeah, have to be any the, the, those were those fine. were in motion. and were kind of just background filler. Like they gave yes. they gave Proxima Midnight close ups. Like what? The, the, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. And since we're kind of like on the CGI and maybe talking about a few nitpicks in the in the movie, um, very very clear that Hulk's character got changed throughout this film and this wasn't supposed to be the way he was going to be utilized i felt like i, I thought it was very obvious when he was cgi'd into into places where he shouldn't have been where he probably was supposed to be the hulk at that point um i don't know if people listening know this but he was supposed to be smart hulk in this movie like that was like that was almost all done he was supposed to make that transition into small into, into smart hulk during the professor hulk i should say um during the final fight so like his arc was supposed to be a lot different but that got cut like pretty close to the end there's like Funko Pops and toys you can get of uh, of Hulk busting out of the Hulk Buster uh, 
Iron Man suit because that was supposed to happen. And I feel like there's some like random places where like, wow, they really just CGI'd him into the Hulkbuster suit to have a quick line. It doesn't look very good. A um, couple things that stand out. I never knew that at all. Oh, re- really? Oh, there's there. Yeah. Oh, that's there, there's the deleted scene where he he is Professor Hulk. It does. It's not done at all. I don't know if it's even on like the Disney Plus or the, on the Blu-ray deleted scenes, but it's on YouTube. You can find like the you can find that scene. It's interesting. I didn't even know the development of Professor Hulk. I I did know Hulk was supposed to come out, but I, I it makes sense now that you know maybe that argument they had in the Hulkbuster suit when he was fighting Call Obsidian. Yep. Um, he was probably supposed to bust out at that point I mean, that's the, that's changed, the exact scene they changed it to no instead yeah exactly and, and then and, th- and then throughout the rest of the movie when they cut to him as bruce in the suit saying something you can tell it's just a different budget level of the, the screen recording right like they just right. flew him into a studio real quick to get like a green screen of just him it wasn't part of the full production and it's the same way in endgame when he's standing there in like I think it's the Avengers complex but when Hulk, when Bruce is just kind of standing in a hallway like he looks edited edited into those beginning scenes and I think it was because he was supposed to be smart Hulk because these movies were filmed back to back but we'll talk about mm-hmm. that when we talk about Endgame okay. yeah I had no idea about that very interesting um, the pacing is masterful to say the least throughout this movie if not perfect there's no point where I look at my watch, I start to daydream, think about other things. I am constantly glued to this movie. Um, superb diversification when it comes to giving everybody screen time. Absolutely superb. Can you guys think of a character that you're like, you know, I wish they had more time? I can't. No, not not and, this way through. No. I think I think everybody was done justice, and like, there's characters now that have gotten more development. Someone like a Wanda or something, maybe even a Vision that you know would have. Now that we know more about them, I would have loved to see more about you know more during this situation. But at, to this lead up to where they were now, they used everybody perfectly, like you said. I agree with that. I've got a little bit of a question on the fly. We talked about these characters getting broken up into subgroups. These little. Side missions, if you will. You guys have a, a favorite pairing? Yeah, uh, so, to me, it's go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're good. It's, oh, well, I hope I don't steal yours, but to me, it's when uh, the the Guardians meet up with Tony and uh, Doctor Strange and Spider Man. I think that whole on Titan when they finally meet the the intro scene of them meeting each other is just like one of my favorite. I almost know that whole scene word for word every time I watch it. For some reason, it just sticks with me. Um, <laughs> A French fries. One of my favorite little lines. All right, are you sure, oh. my guy? I'll get yours. <laughs> when Drax says, "Go ahead, girl," I can take it. I can take I it. Lose it every time. No, you can't. Hint. No, he can't. <laughs> it's. <laughs> what master do you serve? What master do I serve? Oh, I say Jesus boy. Christ. He's so from Missouri. No, I'm from Missouri. That's from <laughs> That whole delivery. I have that as my favorite quote from the movie. What am I supposed to say, Jesus? It's so great. I love the little bit of irony that um, Chris Pratt is a real life Christian. So yeah. I feel like he really got into that, and I love that. But um, I had a different answer, John. I was gonna say I love the uh, the Thor and Rocket and Groot team up because I've got my my heart and soul, so to speak, of the Guardians as Guardians fanboy here. And I've got my newfound love for Thor Ragnarok version of Thor, which carries into this movie so well. And they were just the perfect team up and how they interact. And 
Uh, I would even a rabbit, right? He calls him a rabbit. I would back up a little further and just say Thor with the Guardians in general, because when they first pick him up and, and that <laughs> that interaction with him and Peter Quill, when he starts copying his voice and oh my god, it, it, there's so much. It, it, like I said, it, that like we we got a new Thor with Thor Ragnarok, right? And this just yeah. picks right back up. And like, what a better way to do it than to stick him with Peter Quill and Rocket Raccoon and, and Drax? Like, come on. He's imitating the god man. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I love uh, that he says, no, Peter, you're a dude. This is a man. I right. love that. That is absolutely, there's no better, that comes to mind for me, there's no better example of understanding characters yeah. than how Thor's understood, our Thor Ragnarok uh, version of Thor that I say, plus the Guardians and how they would react to seeing such a beautiful Thor. man like a Chris Hemsworth like and, just hysterical and... just the, the guardian the guardians as a whole just the, their comedy is just so timely right but so I good. think I, I'm gonna maybe this is a hot take I think Jax is the best of it all like well, I mean it's, I can get there I, I really I, he's so great and the things he says I mean going to when they met on uh, on Titan and just every every scene he it seemed like it was just perfect right like where he was kind of throwing his comedy into it um as far as my team up though uh i really feel like this you guys went over everything but i'm gonna go with uh, black panther and cap or you know oh, the avenger yeah, yeah. the remaining avengers and and going to wakanda um you can just tell like right away that in going to the post credit scene of civil war like cap and black panther have a really good relationship the like, respect really mutual respect is just there and you can see that get this man a shield you know, just ready, ready to go at it. So, uh, and obviously, that led to to one of the, the biggest, I guess, moments of the of the of the movie itself in, in the Battle of Wakanda. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, how can you not love it? That's a great. Those one. are uh, leaders of leaders, right there. I'm going to tell you, leaders of leaders. That's a big thing. Oh, yeah. And those guys with their respect, and maybe it starts with their mutual, um, I guess, care for Bucky. Like that's yeah. a huge well, thing, right? Like, I all mean, just of that. think about, just think about their entire trajectory in Civil War. I mean, those are two people who are out for the exact opposite outcome. I mean, Black Panther, T'Challa is mm-hmm. out there to hunt down Bucky, and Cap's whole purpose is to save him and to keep him safe. So, I mean, those guys were at odds, but I think throughout the entire time they probably respected each other's, you know, reasoning for it, and they kind of come to the same conclusion, and that respect only gets greater. And a random, random thing, I, I just. Because Rhodey never really did this throughout the 18 movies, but Rhodey's joke with Banner that he needs to bow when he sees T'Challa. That's good. He was like, and he's like, we, we don't do that here. And Rhodey just laughs. And Bruce yeah. is like, come on, bro. Yeah, he's a king. That's really, really <laughs> funny. But back, back to that team up, I think two of my two things I want to make a point on. I know they have to give us some stuff in the trailers. They have to give us some of those one-liners, but to get this man a shield, I wish I wish they would have saved that because that would have been that would have been a huge pop. And again, I get they have to they got to give us some stuff in trailers, but I wish I didn't know that for beforehand. And then um, to that team up specifically when they are running towards the wall, and you just see those two yeah. just blazing past everybody else, just keeping up with each other. Right, the goosebumps again, Josiah. But they, they, it just you know, it shows you that they are on the same level. The Black Panther, uh, you know, the 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 whatever the flower he drank is, and then the uh, the super serum is like those. They are on the same level strength wise, and you know, it's a great way to show that. Do it again. I just I just said it a minute ago. Leaders of leaders, they go to the front of the line. You talk about guys you want to follow. There you go. That's it right there. Beautiful thing. Um. 
before I forget, we're, we're talking just a little bit uh, about when the Guardians meet up with Thor for the first time. A little bit later on, another moment where I lose it every single time is Drax eating the chips, essentially. And Yagnus. he's like, I'm totally sure that you cannot see me right now. And I love Quill and Gamora just being ridiculous there. And then when Mantis comes in, him just being like, damn it. Drax. It's, Drax. So, it's, it's, it's so good. Yeah. Speaking of Mantis, her delivering the line later uh, on Titan saying, uh, kicking names and taking ass. Yeah. And seeing really Robert Downey Jr.'s reaction there is just the, the minute where he takes the moment to just breathe and stare and be like, I can't believe I'm with these idiots. It's just beautiful. And, My gosh. P- Peter's total, to, like, distraughtness f- from Peter's, uh, Peter Quill from Peter Parker saying that Footloose was never the greatest movie of all time. Like, Bro, what? I, you mean like, that's oh, like going under the radar line. I have that written down as well. The way he says that, he's just so like, hey, you're from Earth. Is it still the greatest movie ever? <laughs> it never, never was, was dude. What a punk ass. Just never was. Oh okay. my gosh. So since we seem to be going kind of chronologically throughout this movie, and since you're talking about Under the Radar Lines, I'm going back. One of my favorite Under the Radar Lines I have in my notes is, I just crack up every time, is when Banner goes, there's an Ant-Man and a Spider-Man? I don't know why, but I lose it every time when he says that. It's like the cadence is so perfect. They just casually mention Ant-Man. He goes, there's an Ant-Man and a Spider-Man? I love it. It's so self-aware to like kind of make fun of it a little bit. Uh, yeah, I I didn't write that down, but I I forgot about that. That's such a good line. Um, we're we're talking about it here real quick. So I just had this huge paragraph worth of of best comedy moments. Uh, we mentioned a lot of them right there. My my favorite is Doctor Strange asking which master do you serve. <laughs> um. I like Peter Dinklage telling Thor that the force of the star will kill him. And then Thor just says, only if I die. And he's just so confused about it. (laughs) It was such an intense moment, but the comedy as Marvel does did not cheapen that intensity. Nope. It just, it enhanced the moment. Um, We talked about only if I die. We talked about um, the, the Peter Parker line with footloose. The little quips in the intense moments where Stark's, uh, tells, Stark tells Ma, get lost, Squidward. Another self-aware thing. A hilarious, really quick pan to uh, Ma there is just, it's just awesome. It's so the, I, so I could, if I could double down on that scene in general. So I, that's not specifically like the funny parts of it, but that scene in general when, when Strange is getting ready to fight and he's like, you're trespassing in this city and this planet like that. That was that, that one of the cool moments to me. Like that, that was strange, ready to go like throw down. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, like when he started to do that, he's like blasting off and then uh, uh, Wong is doing it in the background. And then of course they're expecting Hulk to pop out. And he's not doing it, but yeah. um, just that, that just shows the going back to leader of leaders, right? Like we have yep. Stark and, and we have uh, Doc Strange who are two leaders in their own right. And, you know, Sorcerer Supreme and, and the ultimate protector of Earth. So just those two ready to, to square off. It, and then, of course, the jokes with Stark. It's, just, it's a perfect well, little tie-in. Right. And, and they, they show you the di- dichotomy between like how different those characters are right in that scene because right. he gives you that, like, I'm ready to defend the Earth or whatever. You know, you're trespassing. But Stark goes, Earth is closed. <laughs> Earth is closed today. <laughs> so on brand for both of them, right? Like, they yeah. deliver their own versions of that. Yep. Oh, my yeah. gosh. My, my last kind of comedic 
comedic moment that I wrote down. Um, I love in the Battle of Wakanda that when Steve meets Groot and he says, I am Steve Rogers, because he doesn't know that's the only way Groot talks. Like, <laughs> right. it's so great. Well, Thor introduced him as my friend Tree. <laughs> he doesn't even call him Groot. <laughs> this is my friend Tree. Yeah. I've he got. Screams, I am Groot, knowing that he's probably, you know, screaming in battle here. And he's going, I am Steve Rogers. It's so innocent. <laughs> Really good one. Uh, he, probably, I, he probably said, like, oh, nice to meet you. Let's go kick some ass. And then he's just like, I am Steve Rogers. <laughs> yep. I, uh, so uh, along the lines of more comedy, but a not-so-innocent line, uh, I'm going to blast that nutsack of a chin right off your face. Gets me every time. <laughs> <laughs> so Call good. Grimace right before that. Grimace, yes, oh, Grimace. Yep. I love it. I love it. Oh, it's, really good. It's so weird to see a movie make fun of itself like that without just, like, it doesn't become parody. It's just it's self-awareness is the best thing I, so, I think that you can have in these. I want to throw a question out for you guys quick too. It could be a quick thing, but um, we had two battles. We had Titan. We had Wakanda. Which one was your favorite? I, I would go Titan for sure. I, I think I think that the, I care about more of those characters. I, I Spider-Man, Star-Lord, Iron Man. Like that's those are more fun characters. That's kind of more up my alley. And then also the coordination behind the way they did that. In the set pieces, uh, having Doctor Strange like you know p- pull out the portals and having Spider Man go through—I forgot all the lines that he said when he's going through them—but like magic kick or magic punch or something like that. Super <laughs> super fun. Yeah, punch. Yes. kick. <laughs> there it is. So that was awesome. And then the set piece of Thanos literally throwing a moon at them. Like, come on, like that—that's that's probably my favorite battle. Well, that's tough to say. With... Again, I'm gonna lose it. Right. That's so that's that's so good. So that that's gotta so be. So I, I I will I'm gonna. I'll double down with you, Titan, 100%. And the biggest reason for me is the, the fact that they were able to kind of coordinate it better to some degree, if not for Thor. Like, I think Wakanda would have lost, right? Uh, so, Titan, even though Titan lost technically too, but uh, Doctor nah, Strange nah, nah. is. Star Lord mad- lost. They won. <laughs> Star Lord lost. Yes, fair enough. Actually, very true. Doctor Strange's abilities were shown to the fullest extent. And it was awesome. Like all the different spells he knew. Oh, yeah. I mean, if like if you look into Doctor Strange as a whole, like they they pulled out a lot of the tricks of Doctor Strange in the source. Yeah. When he summoned the mirror verse, I'm like, I don't, I didn't expect that. That was crazy. Oh, the mirror dimension and, and of the mirror It just and, and that that was perfect too. So you, you think about that. You know, obviously you saw when Thanos was fighting, you would see which stone he was using by it lighting up. Whenever he fought Strange, Thanos was using the Reality Stone because because Strange is reality, right? That that's his. The magic powers come from alternate realities and dimensions. That's that's what we were told by the. I'm here to protect your reality, douchebag. <laughs> yeah, literally. So it's it's just really cool to see. You know, when he's using the power stone to break up the giant uh, piece of the ship that's thrown at him. Uh, when he's using the tesseract to 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 take in powers and blast it or the power stone. I'm sorry to to take in the 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 blast of Tony Stark and shoot it back. Like those little intricate things that they focused on. It was so so interesting to me. I uh. In terms of the question, battle versus battle here, they're so different, right? Like Titan is personal, and Wakanda feels like last stand, and it's a broad scale Lord of the Rings like fight, right? Um, I love both for different reasons, but Titan, because it was so personal, their plan was executed perfectly, minus Star Lord losing his, you know what? We'll call it very well. <laughs> Sure. Talk about public enemy number one. You remember uh, the, the time between Infinity War and Endgame coming out? Like everybody hated 
Peter Quill. We're like, yeah, you ruined it. Like, oh my gosh, like they had this thing. Even the desperation from here and Tony Stark, oh, we've almost got this thing. Oh my gosh, goosebumps again, by the way. Um, yep. I'll say this I prefer Titan, but my favorite moment came from Wakanda. I know there's what it is. No, there's no greater moment to me. You could make an argument for one and endgame. But if we're looking at one pivotal moment in the entire MCU saga, it is when Thor touches down in Wakanda. Double goosebumps right now. Uh wow. Let's talk about that that for a minute here. Or five. <laughs> when that every time that happens, whether it was that first time. Or I can go watch this tonight after we're done talking, which I'm pretty sure I'm going to. Seeing the axe just fly around the battlefield, it's like, oh my gosh, get out of town right now. And to see the lightning touch down with full force on that battlefield. And they thought Thor was gone. They thought they lost their quote-unquote best Avenger. Right. But he's back. He's got a brand new weapon. He's got Rocket and Groot. Are you freaking kidding me? The the and only way that they could have done that scene better is if he came out to Led Zeppelin's Immigrant Song. And I really wanted <laughs> it to happen, man. I really wanted that so bad. That would have been epic. It was so good. For sure. When the Avengers theme plays there, every single time I can't think of any more anything more epic than when he screams, bring me Thanos. Oh, man. That is my moment of the movie, and that is my moment of the entire MCU saga here. It doesn't get any better than that for me. And man, I thought going into that that I really loved our new version of Thor. Wow, that just took things to a new level. It was an absolutely fantastic, fantastic moment. Always right. sticks with me. And, and it, I'll say this. I don't like to just throw this around. If I tear up, that's where it is. It's right wow. there. Wow. Yep. Powerful stuff. Yep. God, it, it, they, they set that up so well, too. Like, we, you know, again, back to the beginning of the movie, Thor was just thrown around like a rag doll, right? Like, we were like, he's the strongest guy. He's supposed to be able to do this. We just came off of Ragnarok where he knew he didn't need the hammer anymore. He should be powerful. And then he just totally blows out the water with that entrance. So, Joe, I agree for sure. I can't say it is the best moment for me because we know Endgame's coming. And I, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to freak out over mine. And we probably all have the same one. Who knows? But um, to come, for sure. But uh, greatest moment for me uh, as far as the movie was just... Uh, there's, oh, my God. I, I don't know. It's I can't. I can't pick one. This is I'll, the only time I can really say... Like, I... Again, I watched it twice in two in, in three days. Like I could probably watch it again right after this, and I probably will not right after, but definitely tomorrow. I can't pick one. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I mean, it's, it's so it, the door one I would say right, but you already picked the door one, Joe. So, like, I, I it's fine. I can't. Besides that, it's fine. I, I, um, I can't. It feels like cheating because we just talked about it, but mine's definitely the, the the battle on Titan. I think that, like, to me, when I think of Infinity War, like that's like. I know that's not the pinnacle of the of the movie, but like that's I don't know that that's my favorite that's my favorite part the 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 coordination again the, the those characters I mean you've got like you've got three of my favorite characters with Spider Man Iron Man and Star Lord all just you know going going against the big bad and using all their powers in such a unique way so I mean yeah that that's that's for sure my favorite moment 
the so tactical good. fight there, the puzzle pieces coming together. It's a beautiful thing. Man, that that's a video game fight. It's like, oh my gosh, this comes together. It's that <laughs> right. end scene. Yeah, that's a great moment too, John. And JT, I I don't know. Man, it's so hard to say like that Thor touching down is a bigger moment than that moment, I think, that we're all no, thinking about in Endgame. No future spoilers. No future spoilers. No spoilers. I'm gonna sc- I'm gonna scream when we talk about it. Uh, that's all I'm saying. I'm gonna no, literally scream on it. Like I haven't, I haven't seen Endgame yet. I've been waiting to see it for this. <laughs> you literally told us earlier <laughs> on the episode. Ah, no, you did. You're right. You're right. You're right. You spoiled yourself. Dang it! It's rare that we can catch John, but we got him there, ladies and gentlemen. Everything we talked about. Son of a biscuit eating bulldog. Just an overall. <laughs> top moment for me like all of it was I, it's just great i'm just so happy that we're talking about this i'm going to tell you right now but yeah. I, we we still have a, a, a fair amount to talk about i want to just take a quick break and remind everybody listening or watching that this show is sponsored by 26 shirts go to 26shirts.com check out all of the amazing stuff that they have done and currently do they sell shirts that benefit families charities and individuals in dire need they've raised over 1.1 million dollars to date that have gone directly to those individuals and charities and families. Uh, and it's all orchestrated by our good friend Dell, who says their their company doesn't, they don't exist to sell shirts. They exist to help. That's what they do. Uh, Dell's a longtime friend of the show here. We're really happy to, privileged just to know him, but uh, to also be sponsored by 26 Shirts. So again, that's 26shirts.com. Go check them out. Whether you're a big fan of the Bills Mafia or pop culture like we are, there's something for everybody there. I have a question for you guys. Going into Infinity War, seeing the trailers, all that, did you think Thanos would end up with all six stones or a portion of them? All six for sure. I thought the snap was happening. I was yeah. I was convinced that the just being a part two, I, I was I was convinced that there would be a snap. I didn't know what that would look like, and you know how 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 we would get there. But I I I, w- I would have bet on that. And the the fact that I I guessed the ending of the movie, which you know not a crazy guess, but and still loved it as much as I did. You know what a testament. Yeah, I, I mean I, for sure, I knew he was going to get the six. I'm a little upset, a little bit, not much, that we did not see how he got the power stone specifically. I mean, uh, I guess we didn't need to. Sand what do they got? But, Nothing over I there. Mean, a bunch of I just, dummies. I mean, personally, I hope they do bring Nova into the MCU at some point. So, like, th- obviously, this that probably plays a part into it. So we'll see. But um, I, I wanted to see it just a little bit. Yeah, yeah we spent a lot of time on Xandar and Guardians, but right. no, I, I get that sentiment for sure, JT. If anything, that was a good pick and choose moment to say, all right, which one of these can we move on without? Right. From a momentum standpoint, right? Yeah. Um, and. It, for what it's worth, maybe adds a little bit of intrigue. I'll say this. I did not think he was going to end up with all of them. I thought he was going to end up with most of them. And if he did end up in, with all of them, that that's where our cliffhanger was going to be. Not what we saw. Happy I was wrong. But right. uh, geez, it, was, uh, it was a debate in the Geekiverse uh, leading up to that movie. How about the animation for people getting snapped away or dusted? Right. Yeah, I, I didn't know what to expect. I mean, I, I I expected the snap, but that was part of the intrigue. Like, how do they do that? Is it just snap and it's over? Is it just, or just gone. you know, or just right? gone? Like, like, what is it? Yeah, what a what a super creative, artistic decision to make that make that happen. And oh my god, in the, in the line, uh, T'Challa's line is Thanos will have nothing but blood and dust. 
Oh my god, what a like we had no clue. We had no idea. You got it. There's that, <laughs> there's the I hearken back to Iron Man 2, and I think I brought it up on that episode. Um Ivan says you know basically the line about if you can make God bleed, people will cease to believe in him. And it's just a little bit ironic that Tony is the only one who can get a drop of blood out of Thanos with all of that, right? And he says all of that for a drop of blood. But part of me says that was in, in Tony's subconscious all those years prior to think about that, right? He's, he's the mad god. Kind of interesting. A little right. bit of a callback. Um, when the movie ends, we, we have that feeling of dread in our stomachs. We see the sun shining on Thanos. He's able to rest just exactly as he said he would. Everything that he said would come to fruition comes to fruition. I assume you guys are in the same boat. Your theater is quiet. If nothing else, maybe a few gasps that are are pretty audible. Uh, Tears, possibly. I heard people crying, like the sniffles. Could you believe when the the credits hit that we were going to have to wait basically an entire year to get any resolution on this? It was, it added to the devastation. It was, it was just like, yeah, I mean, it's a gut punch, but like, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, man, yes, that's devastating. Yes, I have to wait, but I can't believe they did it. And I'm so happy they did because no one's ever done that before. We've, we've had an ending like Empire Stripes Back. Like, yes, the bad guys won, but like, you know, Luke, Luke and Luke didn't die, right? Like Luke and Han aren't dead. Like, you know, I guess, you know, I guess getting dusted is similar to being in Carbonite maybe, but it, it, everybody's gone. You're in, in, in the way they left us with the, the original Avengers, like, you know, convenient, sure, but really, really cool. Doesn't think it, that if if we think about Empire again, it still leaves off despite the intense feeling throughout the movie that the Empire is here to dominate the Rebel Alliance. The feeling is there that there's there's still little hope. There's hope. That's the story of there's Star Wars. Luke and Leia, hope, right? They're together, right? They're we don't know it yet, but they're the power twins. Like the galaxy's gonna be okay. Right. There's there's you, you ha- nothing here. Nothing. Nothing. You have to. You have to just theorize as to what the hope can be, right? Like what? 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 Could, you know, it's just. It's just a year of speculation as to. All right. Okay. Of course they're going to come back from this, but that adds to the, part of the reason that dread works because we don't know how. We have no clue. We have no clue. This is one of the MCU projects where I could not, for the life of me, actually theorize what's coming. Like, how are they going to fix this? Like, nobody knows where Thanos is. Thanos is. We lost everybody. Stark could be dying on Titan. Nobody knew. I mean, I mean, you do when you go to watch Captain Marvel, maybe, but things like that. But either way, like, at that moment, total hope lost. And right. that's why it hurt so much in real life. Like you talked about, Joe. Like, it just, it, it just really hurt. <laughs> it's crazy. It's, it wasn't like when The Last Jedi ended for me. And I, I, turning to my friends at the credits and I'm like, where do they go from here? It was almost like a sassy anger. I was like, what are they going to do? How are they going to wrap up Princess Leia's storyline? All these things. Here it was, I have no idea where they're going with this. Like, all hope is lost. We are screwed. And, and even the post credit scene doesn't give any hope. It makes no. it worse. And what, what even makes it better is the fact that you that people like us know that these movies were filmed back to back with the same directors. So they already knew the answer when they made this. 
which made it so much more exciting because you knew it was going to be good. Like they, they planned this movie to end this way at this cliffhanger because they knew they had a good response to it. And that almost adds to like, what could they have in mind? Like they wouldn't have just like, you, you talk about a last Jedi where you're like, dude, what can they do from here? Like, come on. That's not where it, for some people, not the answers that I wanted, but you, you don't, you maybe don't trust that they're going to answer them the way you want to in the next movie. This one was like, I know that they have a plan because they film these back to back and it is the same directors like, oh my God, so good. Right. Mm -hmm. We knew the Russo brothers were, had this already written and set up. It was truly two parts. It wasn't, you know, say what you will about the last Jedi and, you know, the whole trilogy right? of Skywalker, but Ryan Johnson did what he wanted and just said, tag, you're it kind of right. Like he, he handed it off. Whoever's, issue that was we can argue all day whether it was kathleen kennedy there was a lot of cleanup for episode nine whereas is is in incredibly fulfilling and devastating as infinity war was we knew it was a setup right we didn't and have that, to worry about where the next one was going even though it was really worrisome kind of crazy faith, faith was there for sure and that never added to why it was like so exciting it. yeah no never we, never we probably will never will again yeah. uh cap's reaction after everyone gets dusted says it all right he doesn't he doesn't swear they make fun of him throughout that uh he's got his line early uh in avengers about uh there's only one god and he doesn't dress like this here he he's done he he's beaten he's a beaten man he just he doesn't know what to say he's out of breath his face looks devastated and he just says relatively quietly oh god yeah that's when you know what talk about hopelessness right yes Right. So a character such as that, so positive and so always ready for the self-righteousness, right? He's got no answer to it. Man, I just think of that end scene so much. It's like a painting almost where yeah. it pans around and he says that. And then we think about, as you mentioned, John, too, they, a little bit of a setup, right? We've got most of our, well, we've got the original Avengers here from the, uh, the movie. We've got some choice characters that we weren't sure how we're going to interact, but clearly came together in a very meaningful way in Endgame and why they chose who they chose, like Rocket, for example. Um, I have, a, that, I have, a, I have a, a scene that I wish would have happened and it wouldn't have fit. It, it, like, it absolutely would not have fit this movie tonally. It, it would have, but it was too perfect. So Rocket has a line when he, when he walks up to Bucky and he says, uh, you know, how much for the gun? And he's like, not for sale. He's like, how much for the arm? And he just looks at him and goes, I'm going to get that arm. At the end of the movie, Rocket is right in front of Bucky when he dusts away and he picks up the gun. How funny would that have been if he got the arm? If, if, <laughs> I thought about that too. If Bucky dusted away and his arm was left over and Rocket just picks up the arm. I think they maybe could have made that work. Like, they could have maybe made that work. Like, oh, shit, I got the arm. Like... I don't know, but you know, I they, <laughs> I understand why they made the decision because you know you're, you're right. not looking for any levity there, yeah. obviously. You, right, right. I think you you couldn't it couldn't have been better than what of they course did. in my head canon that's an alternate universe. I think they could have made <laughs> what it if, work where what Rocket the, got the arm. <laughs> Rocket sees the arm and maybe even doesn't want it. Something right. stupid. Just or like he, he, yeah, he he, he just sobs over it, maybe you know. So did you guys hear too? They, they said when Groot is fading away, do, like, what is Groot saying there? So James Gunn on Twitter says that he was saying dad, like oh, calling no. calling oh, Rocket dad. I, don't think, I didn't Come need on. to hear that. That that oh, happened. Man. I didn't need that. Far after the movie came out, but 
man james gunn he hits you right like right just leave it alone man don't give us more relax responded to a fan on twitter it was it was relatively famous at the time and they go what what was groot saying there as he's fading and he goes dad i'm like that's like when he that's like when he like ruined all of our dreams to confirm that original Groot like is dead dead you're like, I on wish Twitter, just left that up to guesswork. <laughs> I know, and he's like, "No, that guy died, dude. Like your favorite character from Guardians is like legitimately dead. This is a new Groot." I'm like, "You didn't have to say that, though." <laughs> no, he did not. Um, last bullet point I want to bring up: a lot of notes for not really taking notes, huh? Uh, Denai Guerrera's character, Okoye. Okoye, yeah. Yep, Okoye. Uh, her reaction to T'Challa fading away. Oh wow! Yeah, that was oh, good, uh, John. I think you thought about Scarlet Witch one hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm thinking about why was she? <laughs> he smiled for a second. I'm like, wait, that's how, uh, that's uh, th- that's her standout line for me in this movie. Is why was she up there all this time? <laughs> why was she up there all this time? <laughs> Don't you love the sass there? Just like a little bit of what you, almost like, breaking character. Who's planning this? Why yeah, was she up there for all sure. Time? But yeah, no. That I mean, um, her amongst other yeah, just the reactions are yeah, the whole. Like, what do you, yeah, what do you do in that situation? Like, it just, nobody understands what's going on. I mean, half right. the people fighting the battle don't understand what the outcome is, right? Like, I think only your your core Avengers realize what the stones do. Like, I don't know if that conversation was had with, you know, the B team. <laughs> like, they don't know what's happening. Yeah, and obviously, just like you said too, John, that we didn't know what it would look like when the snap happened. They had absolutely no idea, right? Like to see all these people that you're very close with literally fade away. You know what? I am going to reference it. So uh, <laughs> there was there was a quick cut there as, as I'm talking about fading away. Discord literally decided to make me fade away. Um, just <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't think about the irony. I didn't think about the irony. <laughs> Mine was a little less painful, so that that's good. And I didn't fade away as cool, if you will. Um, I can so, add some dust if you want. We definitely should do that. I always thought about like when we brought around eventually a new logo to the Geekiverse, it would be our old one fading away like that. That'd be cool. Uh, we'll get there. So we talked about that moment for the movie. What about... Do you know how many times roughly you've, you've seen it? Yeah, that's a toughie. I mean, like north of 10. I saw it six in theaters. I mean, I'm I'm up there for sure. Yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those I, I've talked about the way I rewatch these movies, whether it's like a background movie or if it's something that I, you know, rewatch on occasion. But this is one where I do rewatch often, but it is always phone down, watch at night, lights off, theater mode. Like, yep, I'm watching it again for the first time. So it's always like that. This, I'm never, never watching this movie passively. I, I only saw this either twice or three times in theaters. I feel like it was twice. I did not answer that earlier. Uh, when it came out on home video, I looked for every excuse to watch this. It was crazy. I'd be like, oh, Lauren's got a late night at work. Yeah, I, I should watch I should watch Infinity War probably. Yeah. Oh, I got a new Turtle Beach headset for my then Xbox One. You know, I should really see how that I, sounds. You gotta test it watch out Infinity some War. way. You gotta do it. I couldn't be a crazy person, you know. Uh every time there was an opportunity or my gosh, I swear, like, Lauren and I would binge whatever we were binging, and then I'd be like, oh, she's asleep. Here comes Infinity War again. and Or the with the commentary. Watch this with the commentary if you have not done so. There's really, really nice insight there. Big fan of that from the Russos and then the screenwriters. One of which from Buffalo, New York, baby. That's right. Home of the Geekiverse. Uh, 
JT, how many how many times do you think you've seen this? Um, I did. I had to be three times in the theater, and oh god, I I, I don't know total, including that probably fifteen to twenty more more than fifteen to twenty. I mean, I've watched a lot, and it's it's so for me. I think you guys are a little different that. Every movie can be a passive movie for me, along with focusing on it when I want to. So it does, like I never separate the two. Like I can throw Infinity War on, even if I love it so much, as a passive movie too, because I love it so much. So if you count those, I mean, it could be up upwards of God knows how much. But um, yeah, I'd say like actually focus, like probably anywhere from fifteen to twenty for sure. I'd have to guess fifteen for me, John. I feel like you said at one point this was like your fall asleep movie. Like this, so this was like always on for a while. I could be making that up. Uh, Muted. I see. I see. I, I caught myself. Um, no, this one. This has never been a fall asleep movie. This one is. Uh, All right, this, this, this is. Yeah, this is always like a full in focus. Like I have to be here for this movie. Um, I was gonna. Say, oh, this is always my go to testing a new display or a new app or like if i'm testing anything i always go to infinity war i always go to the to the opening scene i just know how the color should look i know like the dark blacks and the blues of that that asgardian ship like then i will always 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 fast forward to the guardians part when they're in space and like compare colors there when i first got my new tv i was like comparing my apple tv 4k mm -hmm versus the built-in uh, um, whatever app I was using to watch movies at the time. And, like, I was playing the movie back-to-back, -back, like, watching the same scene, watch 10 seconds, flip over, watch 10 seconds, and, like, compare quality. Like, this is my movie for that because it's just so stunning visually. I cannot agree more there. And let me tell you, John, I've, we've talked about it as recently as this week, how I, I cannot wait to do what we're doing for MCU Reviewed for Star Wars. I've now watched a 4K Star Wars on my TV yet. Interesting. Ooh. Oh, that's going to be so fun because it is a very, very different experience because you're talking about three movies from the three movies from the 70s, right? 70s and early 80s. Like there, it's a different kind of experience, but still a positive one. And then we get to the new ones where, you know, you start getting start getting to those crazy HDR visuals. But that's going to be fun talking about. I should clarify. Take that back. I did watch Rise of Skywalker when it hit Disney Plus. Well, now let's just cancel I, the whole I, thing. <laughs> you have to start over here. I yeah. I any anything else though I have not watched. So I cannot wait to watch it. But watching these, particularly 4K, having the disc, you know, for most of them, it's been pretty awesome watching it across the the MCU. Uh, have we? No, we have not talked about this. Going to be hard. I'm not asking you to say your favorite character. I'm not asking you to to really have. You, you don't even necessarily have to have an explanation as to why it is this character. Just talk about him. What's the favorite non-title character or, or performance for the movie for you? Yeah, There's it's, so many options. It's so tough to even like we've talked about how how to define this segment at the, you know in, in this episode non-titular character. Well, it's the Avengers. There's 60 Avengers in this movie at this point, right? <laughs> um, and then we also have, you know we, we we've also qualified that this movie's about Thanos, so he's maybe the the titular character. So mm -hmm. yeah, I, we 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 throw out the rules in this in this uh, this segment. Um, gonna have to come back to me. I gotta think. I don't know. There's there's so many. There's 60, like I just said. Uh, 60 no less uh, i have one but jt if you've got one why don't you go uh i'm just gonna even though am I, am I allowed to thanos yeah yeah thanos. absolutely no rules like 100 thanos uh for everything that we spoke of before uh for for how they portrayed the character 
um, how they explained him and why he wanted to do the things he did and, and almost try to spin him almost like Killmonger in Black Panther. I was like, there, I have this ultimate goal to make everything better in the universe. Just let me do it the way I want to do it. If you reference what if, just let me commit the genocide, basically. Um, it's like, you know, it's a whole different story. But, um, you know, I, I didn't end up liking Thanos in that way, like thinking, oh, well, he's right. But they they really tried to cling, make me cling as to why he was doing it. Like, there's understand a level, why. There's a level it. of empathy for sure. There, you, you can understand his reasoning. Absolutely. Like, like, factually and objectively, okay, I understand what you're saying, right? Like, let's not kill right. everybody, but, like, I, I, I right. get it. I get that I, you, I see you believe you in this. could be the solution. Right, you believe He's in this motive. He's a horrible, motive. horrible being. We, we, right. we yeah. all acknowledge that, right? Like, yeah. this, this is a tor- terrible way of going about it. Ends right. don't justify the means. You right. can go on and on. But how do you justify or at least try to get there with people on a character like that who wants to literally murder half the universe or like they say murder trillions right not the most absurd reasoning of course we agree that it's crazy to kill everybody but he's not doing it literally just to be a prick and that he's demonic and hates people he thinks he's doing the right thing which is a good sign of a good villain right and it's because he's i love that he outright states it in the middle of the movie with that throne with gamora and that beautiful kind of father-daughter scene he says there's there's infinite resources and it's just it's just a really nice way to like spell that out and be like here here's exactly why i'm doing what i'm doing and by the way if i had all the stones i could just make them cease to exist it's yeah. so it's not like they would even know any better and right. i like that he even calls back to it in endgame realizing that i didn't think about the other half that would be alive I, I like all of that. So that meant, I yeah. hated Endgame Thanos. By the way, that, I mean not to give a spoiler. We'll get, we'll get there. We'll oh, get there. Yeah. oh, I know. Not to. Not, sorry, he we mentioned it. Just got me excited for a second. But uh, yeah, Finny Ward Thanos is a totally separate character. Period. But um, a character I think we we all love for how they portrayed him and and how and how Brolin does such a good job with it. I yeah, God, masterful. So good. Speaking so of Brolin, I meant I meant to mention this earlier. Deadpool two comes out the same year as this actually just a month later if i'm not mistaken uh brolin is in that movie hilarious on the timing of all this by the way love the trailer where deadpool says pump the th- the hate breaks thanos like that's such a stupid little line I, I love it so much uh before john i'm gonna give my character uh it's the character with the most screen time in the entire movie and it's thor and that's my guy if i'm looking at this being anyone's journey other than Thanos, to me, it's Thor. Picks up right where we left off in Ragnarok. It starts off with the, the decimation that we see on the ship for Asgard. It leaves him in complete disarray. He's the guy that's trying... He's the mightiest Avenger, right? He's trying to forge that new weapon throughout. We get to the end, and he, it comes down to him and Thanos, and he fails, right? Thor's the bad guy, if we're looking at it through that perspective. He he fails, and we see a huge chunk of that journey follow through in Endgame. For me, it's it's Thor. I was very intrigued when leading up to the movie, the, the Russo brothers gave that answer at a conference. They said someone asked who who is the most screen time uh, of any character, and they said Thor. It's like Thor, not Cap, not Tony, not Thanos, but Thor. And we see that play out 
and to me it was beautiful. John, you got an answer? Yeah, it was it was Thor. It was it was Thor. So thanks though. <laughs> um, yeah, since I can't do that one now, um, I'm just, I'll go Star Lord. I'm gonna go Peter Quill. Uh, it, it's just I, we look at our list, see how much we gushed about those two films, and, and I get more Star Lord in a in a very very um, meaningful way. You know, I get I get to see my one of my favorite new characters, or one of my new favorite characters, a new franchise to me. Guardians was introduced to me through the MCU, and I fell in love with Peter Quill. You know, I get to see him interact with Spider Man and Iron Man, and I get to see him make the biggest mistake of anybody's lives. Like, just a very very fun character to uh, to watch develop a bit more in this film. That's all I really got because I was really thinking about Thor for a while. <laughs> I love Star Lord too. That's a great pick. One thing that. <laughs> I can't help but think about throughout watching Infinity War. I can't believe we had the privilege of having Spider-Man in this movie. Yeah. It's just awesome. Even just the it trailer. Not happened. I was thinking about that during the trailer. I'm like, oh yeah, like we are like Spider-Man is in this movie and like he's a major part of it. That's that's crazy. I mean, you think about the last team up he was in, his introduction, Civil War, he was in it for 15 minutes and maybe had a, you know, minute and a half of screen time max, probably more than that with his introduction, but you know, like that he, like you said it could it could have not happened. This could have been uh we could have had an Infinity War without Spider-Man. No thank you. How crazy to think that he could have even just had a minute part let alone not be in it at all. And that only happened two years prior mm-hmm. with Civil War, where he makes his entrance. Another another kudos to the, the Russo brothers making that casting in Tom Holland, by the way. Pretty pretty incredible stuff. Guys, I think it, I think it's about time. We'll we'll gather our last thoughts here. It's it's hard to wrap up our last thoughts on this movie. It we gotta rank this thing. We do. It's just so crazy how much we haven't talked about. And again, you can talk about this for hours. We haven't talked about Gamora's death. Like what a what a meaningful what a what a incredible scene. Like that that whole that whole journey to um what's the planet? Uh starts with a V, right? Vormir. Vormir, right? Yeah, so to to see Red Skull be the one bearing, you know, being yeah. like that was so that to me at first when I saw it, I'm like, wait, that makes no sense. And then like I thought about it, I'm like, wait, that makes way too much sense like he you know he he wanted the stone and now he's cursed to never be able to have it and, and watch other people attempt to get it like what a what a cool storyline right there yeah it's yeah the, the space cell makes sense right um and, and and then to see that journey with uh with gamora and thanos and and to watch him cry and that realization like at first i'm with gamora i'm like oh wait okay so how is he gonna get this what he's got nothing and then i slowly start to feel the the scene turn and like oh wait a minute he does care enough about her. Like he, he does have something he loves and it's with him and she going to die. So just think wanted to throw that. It. We, we talked about dread throughout this. That's a moment of dread when it hits all of us that she's the one, right? right. Yeah. John, that's a great point. I, uh, I kind of had this in my notes to go into a deep dive when we got to our end game talk. Makes we sense. can talk more about it now. Absolutely. What I'm going to talk about is the contrast of those two similar scenes when we yeah. get to our end game. Uh, yep. That'll be, here. that'll be great. I, I just want, I, I felt like it shouldn't have gone on mentioned. I, I don't have much else to say about that. And like uh, did, another thing, like what did red skulls surprise you guys? Cause that was maybe the biggest surprise in the movie to me. Not a huge one. Yeah. But at the same it, time, I was like, Oh my gosh, they're wrapping everything up here. It, it was the most out of left field surprise for sure. Like it wasn't yeah, you know yeah, consequential. Sure. It wasn't, wasn't plot. You know, it didn't, it didn't really like tie the plot together. I'm like, wait a minute. What? Like really? Yeah, pretty awesome. Really cool. 
So yeah, I remember always thinking I was like uh, after watching Cap One, like he went somewhere, and then I was like, oh, right, he went there. <laughs> we so, know. Yeah, it was super. Just fun. Sure. And then the last thing that we didn't really talk about that I wanted to just mention was like the usage of the Infinity Stones At, throughout the throughout the film. The way Thanos uses them in combat was super super cool it could have been just like this overpowered which you know he was overpowered but in creative ways he used those those infinity stones to just set different battlefields and i thought that was just really really creative and a lot of fun yeah it was very tactical jtu touched on when it, you would see a given stone light up uh yeah. there was a lot of detail with those and i think about yeah. the the titan battle in particular because he's got most of them right at that point kind of crazy to to see the like you said, John, it wasn't overpowered. He just isn't totally unstoppable. There's a little thought behind it. It wasn't all brute force. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, the, to me, I always think about the scene on Nowhere where the, the Guardians get there and they, and they think they have a chance and they, you know, they're going to sneak yeah. up on him. And, like, you know, they, he's, Peter's got this plan. And then you just hear him talk and it's like that instant dread. Oh, my God. No, he already has it. And it's the reality oh, it's so stone. Yes. Yeah. Right. So th that's, that's a sequence. Oh. Thought it was worth mentioning because that's that's again. There's just so much we talked. We were you know forever in this, but you know, I do hour, want to hour forty minutes. Uh, Joe, you mentioned real quick. Sorry, the uh, oh, good. Deadpool to uh, how how Brawlin was was in there as Cable. I need in Deadpool three <clears throat> to start off with a Halloween party and Brawlin dressed up as Thanos. <laughs> cable just Cable dressed up as Thanos. I need that. <laughs> I am so. So now it's MCU. I'm so. so curious to see how they bring in Deadpool the MCU. Just, just that throwing that out there. Oh, even another it's stupid be thing. Totally ridiculous. That's gonna be so fun. You know, it's Deadpool's gonna narrate it, and it's gonna be great. Of it's course. Be so, watch, watch it be like the freaking TVA arrested him for for <laughs> time right, traveling so much. At the end, that's like that's like, that's a fun stupid. theory. That's a fun theory. Just so uh, dumb. You know what I mean? Like, all right, but, we, but funny dumb. For sure. You for know sure. they've got to tie it in in the most ridiculous way oh. just to do so. Oh, right. And sure. yeah, all about it. All about it. I'm a, a huge Deadpool fan. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, uh, the, so Sorry. back to the, the scene um, on Nowhere. Like, I like that the collector even is there. Or so we think. His, his corpse is there. <laughs> I, I love when the the fake scene is slowly fading away. That Thanos uh, orchestrates all of that, and he's he's just waving. That's oh so gosh. good. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It's so good. Um, that that's another comedic scene that's pretty funny, where Star Lord gives them the wait sign, and they just totally right. ignore him. Drax and Gamora keep going, and and and, uh, like, and and then to tie that into a very serious moment moment when Peter is you know choiced with shooting Gamora, like he just is grasping at straws, and he says, "I I told you to go left. Like I told you to go left. Like." As if that would have mattered, but like you know, he's trying to take control of the situation and make it make sense for him. Just really, really good writing. I like that the portrayal is that it's he's the boyfriend. Even Thanos says that. <laughs> like, whoa! You did not want that to be your girlfriend's father. Right. Uh, that's kind of funny to me. Um, the moment where Gamora breaks down because she killed him is a little right. bit disturbing in a way. Like. She, for sure she, i think she's emotional not because she is so much upset that she's killing her her dad but i think it's that there's probably just this culmination of crazy emotions coming from all angles she, she's seen some stuff 
in her day, right? I, I, I would sort of disagree. I, I do think a lot of it comes from the fact that she just killed her father because as much as she resented him and as, and as much as she really did hate him for a lot of reasons, they, she he raised her from a very young age. Like, that was her father. Of course there's going to be emotions there. Of course there's going to be some kind of attachment. Even if there's resentment, there's attachment for sure. And I think that's what that scene portrayed to me. Is like, it, it, as much as, as, much as a, a piece of crap as Thanos could ever be, Gamora will always have a soft spot because that was her father. It's it's another Star Wars trope. It's it's in a lot of things, right? F- right. Family relationships, but that's another tie-in where it's 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 family. Um, they they do a nice job of that. I would say let's let some thoughts do here because I'm sure we'll have some more here to that pop up in the next few moments. But John, do we do we want to reveal the where the rankings stand and then what yeah. the results of, of the snap were? For sure. Yeah, I think it's time to get there. There's, we, we could talk about this movie for hours, and uh, we, we have done so. So let's, let's move on to the rankings. I think we can, <laughs> we, can probably get, we can probably get to a consensus pretty quickly here. Uh, but to call back, last week we, uh, we ranked Black Panther below Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 1. Josiah and I did that. John disagreed. He didn't like that. He didn't vote for that. So he felt so strongly against it, he used one of his snaps. So he used the snap. He left it up to the people. Guardians of the Galaxy versus Black Panther, which is the better movie? If you guys vote on John's side, they flip. And you did. Black Panther won the poll. Do you have the numbers, Joe? We talked about how close it was before. Did you look it up? 53% to 47%. Right. And it was, so they're, they're three-day polls. We, 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 we pull them up. But that's really cool. That's dope. Um, Get out! Yeah. <laughs> Again, we can't talk about how we, we go watch the video, go watch the podcast, listen to the podcast. Joe and I love Black Panther, but yeah, of course, yeah. Guardians is always in our heart. So I'm not mad at it. I'm not Guardians snapping back. Are in my heart, okay? Right. Yeah. I'm certainly not making a snap back, as the kids would say, because it's fine. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm totally fine with it. So now I've got the rankings up on the screen now. Uh, Black Panther sitting pretty at number five above Guardians, because that's what the I people like said. Stan. That's what the people wanted. Uh, <laughs> so. Muted. I'll say this as John's on mute here. Uh, I very much considered snapping tonight to try to reverse those. Oh, really? Uh, Just throw it out there again and see if we, what we can do. I thought it would be good theater. Uh, It'd be but fun. Wait, I did uh, think about it too. I can't lie. <laughs> we we've got we're in the final third or so of these movies. Well, with all, wait, I, with the rest of the films that are either out. Or coming out this year, we are literally in the final third. We we have I, I just updated the list because it was originally like twenty three or twenty four just to go up to like Captain Marvel or whatever the newest film was. Maybe Spider Man Far From Home I think was the newest one at that point. I just added the other slots for uh, Black Widow, Shang Chi, and the Eternals. So we've got twenty seven movies here, and we are literally one third of the way through before we rank Infinity War. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait right. on my, my snap here. I'm going to see, see what plays out. out here to see if I need to, to do anything different. And then I'm going to use elimination because we've got only so many weeks left. I mean, this show will go on as the MCU goes on, but, you know, I'm going to see. I got to see. I don't want to just yeah, well, use them haphazardly. Like, that's right. crazy. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. We'll um, see. So the, the rankings are up. I'm going to go through them. Uh, number one, we've got Thor Ragnarok. Number two, Civil War. Number three, Spider Man Homecoming. Number four, Guardians Volume 2, number 5, Black Panther, number 6, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, number 7, The Avengers, number 8, 
Age of Ultron. Number nine, Winter Soldier. Number 10, Iron Man. 11, Iron Man 3. 12, Ant-Man. 13, Doctor Strange. 14, Iron Man 2. 15, Captain America, the first Avenger. 16, Thor. 17, Thor, the Dark World. And number 27, The Incredible Hulk. Wait, John. Um, wait. Oh, yeah. No, it is 27. Okay. You're yeah. Um, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, I love the theatrics. I love having fun here. Is there any reason we should talk any further than to put this at number one? It's it's no it's hey, hey in the to to quote if you will Doctor Strange. <laughs> For audio listeners, Josiah raised a finger and looked mysteriously into the camera as if there was <laughs> one possible outcome well, i'll do it again for for everyone looking because i didn't really look that mysterious here it goes again oh class is off oh yeah Shake audio listeners back. go back watch the youtube video if you're if you're listening to the audio it's worth you it need the one piece of hair moving but yeah <laughs> i tried i was really thinking about it it just didn't happen okay I did, you guys were staring at me uh yeah well any war number one right there's no there's what? no point think about our most like exciting climactic movie yet that was the most anticlimactic vote we've ever had yeah and I, I could i thought about it i'm like all right do we start off like maybe put out number three behind civil war and you know lead up to it a little bit but come on like, nobody, there, there's no charade there's no charade the way we gushed about it we literally called it perfect in a masterpiece masterpiece multiple times like, come on it, it, it is at this point of course it's the best movie in the mcu if you've got a different opinion you should figure that out when uh, when we were starting this, I was going to say, John, should we just do the thing? Come on, let's do let's the thing. When when we say that this is, when I say that this is the Empire Strikes Back of the MCU, it's no doubt a top tier movie. I mean, John, the the only way I could have been more direct is if I said this was the Force Awakens of the oh, Star. You just open up the comments for some. I can't wait. Till we get <laughs> I can't wait. For graphics, Star Wars graphics are made. Graphics are made. Guys, this is good, and I don't ever really get defensive about these rankings. I mean, I'm a little salty about Black Panther over Guardians, but I can't be totally <laughs> mad. Right. But when it gets to Star Wars, it's going to get real. Yeah, the, the, the rearranging of the list, whatever we come up with as a catchphrase for that, as the snap, that is going to be... There, there's going to be some drama. That's going to be a little more, a little more uh, personal than I think this list will be. Personal, that's a good way to put it. Uh, it's gonna get ugly when those polls hit social media for, for sure. Words. Just you know, there's there's politics, religion, and Star Wars rankings. Just be careful. Yes, uh, but we're not God. talking about Star Wars. We're talking about Avengers: Infinity War. It is our new number one for the MCU reviewed. Of course it is. Of course it is. We're an hour and forty seven minutes into it. <laughs> the only bad thing we said was Proximate Midnight is bad CGI. What else do you want from us? So. Well, I know Joe thought about a snap. All right. Oh my God, John. Do you have any left? Are you gonna snap this out of first? Just kidding. <laughs> After he just wrote it for it. I want to snap Black Panther above Volume Two. No. <laughs> no. No. Absolutely. I don't care oh. if it's my last snap. We'll talk about that later. No, that's such oh, a so good. I, Black that's Panther. such a good strategy. You. Oh. So guys. I'm, that was I'm, my plan the whole time. I'll say this. <laughs> I did not vote in the last poll, and had I voted, those may have been tied. So listen, you've awoken the beast here, okay? Um, 
I don't think I'm basically on the math work show. No, it, it would have been fine. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there were that many votes. Let's go pull up tonight. Black okay. Panther is better than Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy hey, Volume hey, 2. Hey, I don't like this. Okay, let's pull it back. So, in this analogy, I can't even believe I'm looking at you right now. I don't like this. I, I'm Thor, and JT is Thanos. I blew it. Yeah. I should have snapped. I should have been the first to do it. What were you going to do? But I didn't. And I left it open. Oh, you were going to snap? Yeah, you, you were going to. You know why? Uh, I was hoping I didn't, you didn't. You didn't I go didn't for the head. go for the head. You didn't go for the head, bro. And you know what? You were talking about it. Last week, you kind of, well, the week before, whatever. You, the last episode, you, you kind of insinuated you'd be snapping back if you lost. And I was like, you know what? If you don't do it, I'm putting it above two. And he's not going to get it back back down to seven. Or eight. Well, it'll be eight, eight right? Uh, nope. this, I don't know. Yeah. There, no. Yeah. Volume two. Dude, and it's going to, and it's going to win. That's it's a good win. snap. That's a good snap. I have it's... grossly miscalculated the snap, <laughs> the snap situation here. John has played us like a uh, for fools, for fools. He's got he it. played us like Proxima Midnight. Oh, oh my gosh. That's going to, that, that's, I'm, I have to find somebody who is just a Guardians 2 fanboy that has a big Twitter account. Oh, um, I'll be on Twitter the second you. I'm still upset more. that James Gunn didn't respond to my tweet when I was campaigning for my last Guardian snap. I just, you know, <laughs> yeah, John, just John tweeted directly at Black Panther. I'm like, I searched on Twitter, search Black Panther, and found like multiple Twitter pages that are like obsessed with Black Panther, and I right, literally just them all. Cool tweeted and said, "Please vote for the Help right me decision here." And the fact that you did all that campaigning it was still close shows me that you probably shouldn't have won that poll. But whatever. I think That's I won. What I'm saying. Too. I did not campaign. I did not vote. No I, longer. I know a lot of people that don't think Volume Two is better than One. Right. Me, me too. And so me, oh, I, I also, along with that, would think they think Black Panther is better than Two as well. I also think crazy. That, I think that. So as much as we put Guardians Two above One, I think that most people would be in the opposite boat. Most people will think one is better, and I think you have a, a good, if not great, chance to win this poll, and I'm very scared. Yeah. Guys, Joe is going back to Twitter. I can't stand by and just watch this happen. All right. Bring it on. I'm hey, Siri, up. how much does it cost to buy fake Twitter accounts? <laughs> ask, ask the Titans. They did okay. it last year for the Wait, I thought I was Bowl. muted. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, we've got a lot of drama. I have right, a lot of, of intrigue. Yeah, John's JT out. JT has he's used his last snap. He's destroyed the stones. They're done for him. Valor and effort. We're gonna see where this goes. Get to Twitter, John. The the, the poll's going live. It Soon. is. W- and once not this for post, a long time. Three days. Once this yeah. Once this this episode is up, that poll is up. So three days from the date of this posting, you got to vote. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Black Panther. Don't tell them that. It's better off not to say anything at all. That's ridiculous. <laughs> so here we are, ladies and gentlemen. We got a new number one movie. The question is, is it going to be unseated? Mm. I have no idea. I don't want to. I don't want any spoilers, guys. Yeah, no, no speculation, no, no spoilers. Let's yeah, let's let's go in blind. This is gonna be fun. I have no idea where these gents stand on the topic of Endgame, which which is coming up soon. To be honest, it's the next heavy hitter. In the right. lineup, there's there's a few good ones in between. That's what do we next. got in between? We've def we got uh, Captain or Ant Man of the Wasp and Captain Marvel, right? 
That's right. So we, we got, have two in between. Two in between. We got we got a few breathers here. Good movies to their own right. Yeah. But no Endgame. We're gonna get to Endgame, folks, in a few weeks' time. We're gonna see where that lands. I'm motivated. I'm ready to go. It's it's sad when it's you know it's it's personal, right? It's brother versus brother. But JT and I are gonna have to figure this out for the next three days. It is what it is, folks. But we want to hear your vote. As long as it's for Guardians <laughs> Two, go to at the underscore Geekiverse on Twitter. We appreciate you watching the show on youtube.com slash the Geekiverse, the Geekiverse.com, or listening to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you listen to podcasts. It's been an amazing episode, our longest one yet, to my knowledge. Um, I'm pretty sure the spoiler cast we recorded on the night that Infinity War came out. So it was a late night. Pretty sure it was two hours and 40 minutes, which is longer than the movie. Kind of messed up, but it's one of our most played podcasts ever. We appreciate you so much. As always, the show brought to you by 26shirts.com. Fellas, we're going into Ant-Man and the Wasp next week. Wrapping thoughts on Infinity War and getting into Ant-Man. We're going to go with John first. Dread from us. Run from us. We arrive all the same. Well said. JT. Wakanda forever. Okay. Uh, John, cut that. Rewind back, please. <laughs> yeah, I can just cut this right out. Yeah, easily. <laughs> Discord, of all the times that you picked to just cast me out of the show, it might as well be Red Skull, basically. Why don't you do that to JT ever? It's just inopportune. I'm only mostly kidding, folks. I love these boys so much. Love talking about MCU with my friends here. Can't wait to get to the next episode. We talked about it. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Make sure you watch it so you can stay in the conversation with us. Also wanted to just show this off if, if you're watching uh, the, the video version of this. But we're not all that far away from... Uh, what just came out on home video, Black Ooh. Widow. We got a steel case here. Whoa. Yeah, boys. Uh, I, I so, didn't know that was out. Where'd you get that from? Best Buy, baby. Just came out a few weeks ago. I have yet to watch it, but uh, Best Buy's got a nice, as they typically do, Steelbook 4K version of it. Comes with your digital code, your Blu-ray, etc., etc. I'm not the biggest Steelbook guy, but I got to tell you when it comes to Marvel. Very cool. I believe the kids would say these uh these are some bangers. So for John, for JT, I'm Josiah. Thanks so much for going on this journey with us. We'll catch you for Ant-Man and the Wasp. Have a good one. <laughs>